from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Hello, welcome back to Taking Inventory with RF Smart. My name is Sarah Archer. I am your host. Joining me today is Matt Williams, who is the Director of Operations for Topo Designs. Matt is going to share with us five tips for a successful, busy season. Topo actually applied these to their operations last year before the holiday rush and had great results. So uh, we are getting ready to enter that holiday season. And there are some tips that some of you listeners can take away from this. So Matt, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to let you go ahead and start by introducing yourself. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me, Sarah. It's a Real pleasure to be on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. And to answer your question, I am the head of operations and finance here at Topo Designs. And I joined the organization back in May of 2019 and am responsible for all business processes from order to cash, um, as well as procurement to pay. You know, so tons of responsibility. And within that scope of responsibilities also includes the management of our tech stack which leads me to our conversation here today. But I thought we'd also, maybe before we jump into that, that we could give a quick summary of Topo Designs as a brand, if that works. Yes, absolutely. All right. So Topo Designs, uh, we're an outdoor-centric brand that designs and produces apparel and packs. Uh, We are rooted in mountain culture. We're based here in Colorado. But we also have a product that will serve you well when you're exploring cities as well as just world travel. And so uh, Topo has been around since 2008, uh, where Jed Rose, our co-founder and president, started sewing packs in his Fort Collins basement. And from there, they've experienced a ton of growth and changes. But if you fast forward to today, um, what Topo looks like is uh, we have a single DC located here in Denver, Colorado, five brick and mortar locations. Uh, We have a large e-commerce presence, as well as a sizable wholesale business, which also includes international distributorship. Thanks for sharing, Matt. I know I can speak personally. I have a little Topo pencil pouch and I get compliments on it all the time. And I have actually been to the Denver location. So I have seen firsthand Topo Designs in action, which is is very neat. And it's so cool to see the growth just from 2008 to now. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that holiday season. Um, a big part of your holiday season success last year, of course, was using NetSuite and RF Smart. Would you share just a little bit of the story about why you chose NetSuite, why you chose RF Smart? Yeah, of course. Um, so Topo's primary strategic objective was basically to find a WMS and ERP solution that streamlined our business processes to support our fast-paced growth uh, that both of you and I have alluded to. It was an absolute must here at Topo that we had to ask ourselves, you know, will it scale? Um, Everything that we were doing, implementing, you know, with systems and processes, we just needed that question to be asked all the time. And essentially what we landed on was NetSuite as well as RF Smart because we were really needing a next-gen global solution that really enabled us to support our high growth, reduce our costs, and ultimately improve our efficiencies. And then ultimately what it also came down to is we had a 90-day implementation timeframe. Um, so we really needed two partners that were willing to go through that with us and that were up for the challenge. And so, you know, long story short, that's where we landed was with 
both RF Smart as well as NetSuite. And then really just RF Smart, I, I sort of glossed over, but NetSuite, they recommended RF Smart. It was during their solution recommendation presentation that, you know, after they heard all of our requirements that they thought that RF Smart would be a good partner. So we then um, started the integration and I do want to give a quick shout out to Gil, who was on the uh, implementation team at RF Smart. He did a fantastic job. Yes, we love Gil. Shout out to Gil. (laughs) He is great. So Matt, of course, a big part of the busy season success that we talked about, you're going to to talk a little bit about RF Smart and NetSuite as a part of that, but let's kind of start at the beginning. When I say busy season, that probably sends some shutters down the spine, like Christmas, Black Friday. If you're in e-commerce or retail, that can be a little bit of a scary time, a little bit of a challenging time. Matt, what were some of the challenges that Topo faced in the past before implementing uh, your five tips to success? Yeah, I think you've nailed it from an operations perspective. You know, it's typically a high stress time of year for most people in our industry. And, you know, looking back at the prior seasons for Topo, you know, the number one challenge that they faced was order accuracy and just overall visibility to the order book. You know, they weren't on a WMS system. And so they were manually picking orders off of like a pre-shipped four by six label, which was just causing all sorts of issues all the way through the throughput process. And ultimately it was, you know, causing a lot of issues on the customer experience side of, of things. So ultimately, yeah, it just wasn't built for scale. And they were really looking for a complete redesign, which is ultimately why they hired me. And, uh, you know, here I am today. And so, Matt, as we kind of get into this discussion about these five steps to success, because we really want for people to feel like they are winning busy season, not just surviving, but thriving during busy season. I just want to start out. What is the first step? What can you kind of tell the story of what you did at Topo in order to have this really smooth busy season? Yeah. So I think it goes back to that scalability question. We we really needed to look at putting together a five-step plan that just instilled a growth mindset throughout the organization. So the five steps below that is, you know, what we'll dive into, but organizationally, we really had to get our heads around making this flip and putting a lot of thought and process and ultimately spend into improving our fulfillment operations. So that was really the first step that's not in my five steps was just convincing the business of why it was important to highlight and put this particular process over others, which led us to the five steps to success. Sure. And so with that first step, uh, you guys had, you got a little bit of buy-in from the team and then what happened next? Yeah. So the first step was uh, we need to to have better insight uh, into our accurate inventory system. And so when going live with NetSuite, it was really our best shot to get our inventory right. And so we did a wall-to-wall count as well as bin assignments uh, just a few days uh, leading up to our go-live date. And so basically, once we were live in the system, we knew the inventory was accurate. And then we started a cycle counting program to maintain the integrity of our inventory leading up to the planning of holiday for our e-com team. So you started by doing that full physical inventory as you implemented RF Smart. And then after that, you were following up with cycle counts. That is correct. 
This is like the number one tip of all time. Make sure you do that physical inventory and get everything right from the very beginning and then cycle count afterwards. Yes. And so we have really great episodes about that. I'll make sure that they are linked for you to listen to. Um, Okay. So you guys got insight into that inventory. You knew what you had. What next? Yeah. So secondly, we then instilled a little bit of cross-functional discipline between e-com and the warehouse teams. And so since inventory was now accurate, our e-com team could now appropriately demand plan for the holiday season. So they were able to create a vision for holiday and share that with our warehouse team. So basically they're you know highlighting, hey, here's our assortment. Here's the sales that we're looking to do. And then ultimately, here's the fulfillment projection that we believe is going to happen with these items. And so then we were sort of handed, you know, that document. This is a very important step. Um, One of the most important, if you're going to take away something, is really that communication between the team members. I love how you guys work together with the e-commerce team to kind of put together this vision for what the holiday season was going to look like and, and knowing where high demand items were. And so by knowing where they were, what did you guys do next? So the the next step there was now finding the path of least resistance. So now that we have the list and we had the forecast, our inventory team was now empowered to go and slot the inventory appropriately. And so, you know, we kept a series of factors in mind, but ultimately the goal was again, how do we scale with the slotting strategy, you know, and So now the inventory was basically positioned appropriately. We're able to then shift our entire team's focuses on other uh, areas that we'll jump into. But that was really the big, the biggest step was ensuring that inventory was slotted appropriately to allow us for maximum efficiencies. So what you're saying is when you got that forecast of, hey, this is what's going to be really popular, you put those items in a place that it was easy to get to. Yeah. You know, we really follow the, you know, and all the warehouse nerds out there might like this, but the uh, the golden zone. So we really made sure that we were appropriately slotting inventory to where people aren't reaching high and they're not reaching low. And we're putting it in a bin that's easily accessible, that won't cause traffic jams and aisles. So there was a lot of thought that got put into where we slotted the inventory that's outside of the system. You know, these were just things that came through experience. So Matt, after you put the inventory where it needed to go and then comes the fun part is the packing, right? How did you guys pack? Prior to our our solve here, we were required to scan pack every order, which entailed roughly eight to 10 steps or scans. And so we were, you know, scanning each item. We were scanning the carton that we wanted to put it in and then ultimately going in and picking the method of shipment. So it was very sort of slow. And what we were concerned about was that if we started to gain efficiencies on the picking side, that packing was going to then be the bottleneck. So we designed the rest of of the picking process with packing and shipping in mind first of like, what is the maximum amount of orders that they're going to be able to pack and ship? And so what that led us to was an auto pack feature. And so what we were able to do was turn the auto pack feature on and the system was basically doing just that. It's auto packing the order based on item dimensions and shipping information on the sales order. And long story short, essentially what it did was it took a roughly eight to 10 step process down to two scans. And really what we had to do to turn that feature on was we had to devote a ton of time and energy 
to actually loading dimensions of our items into NetSuite. So we had rented a product called CubaScan, and it's basically a dimension tool that you're able to gather all the dimensions of your items. So you essentially just you know set it on this little scale, and, and that's like just an instrument that you set on, and it just does a quick read. And then it actually will upload the, the dimensions onto a spreadsheet for you that then I was able to import into NetSuite. So it was really a a slick process. However, it was very demanding because we at the time had roughly two to three thousand items. So we, you know, we had a whole team that was devoted to just gathering that information. However, when it was all said and done, it was probably one of the most efficient things that we have done, you know, in our process to date. Absolutely. Okay. So I think we covered four steps. There was, you got to look at your inventory, working with your team to determine that demand analysis, finding the path of least resistance. The fourth one was packing smarter and being able to utilize that dimensional scanning and automation to help with your packing process. So the final step, Matt, what was the last thing you guys did to conquer busy season? Yeah, so the final step was the implementation of RF Smart's Pick Manager. And really, you know, Pick Manager provided us just an easier way to manage our daily picking tasks in NetSuite. So, you know, prior to Pick Manager, we were just single packing orders on a paper pick ticket. And so ultimately, we were trying to just go paperless. And through that research of how to go paperless, we stumbled upon RF Smart's pick manager capabilities. And so we decided to go ahead and implement that and move forward with that process. And really what it was able or what it allowed us to do was our warehouse manager was now able to find and group sales orders together and then apply common configurable picking strategies for orders, which is just basically another way of saying that we were able to waive or group pick orders and assign them to totes for packing. So Think of like multi-order picking to eliminate the back and forth for single SKU orders. So that's sort of a, a brief summary of what it does, but that was the, the last step there. I love that. I love A, that it's paperless because I know that Topo has a big outdoor mission and that's important to you guys, right? Saving on paper. But then also the efficiency from being able to pick to those totes and then those orders already having those dimensions so that when you get to shipping, it's already ready to go. I just think that holistically, that process is amazing what you guys put together. I'm curious, Matt, about how it felt like when Black Friday happened, was it successful? Were you guys like we would do this again? I mean, what were the results? <laughs> well, to give the team credit, we did test this. So we, we weren't able to stress test this new system in terms of like full volume, but we did have this all released and implemented at the beginning of October. So we had the month of October to just try it out, you know, just to Perfect, just yeah. really try to see if there was any wrinkles in the process. And we just at the beginning, like day one, we immediately saw that this was a really good process for us going forward. And we just saw immediate efficiencies. So that kind of led us up to holiday. And then here comes the day of holiday. And actually, even before the day of holiday, I think what we ultimately struggled with the most was how many people are we going to need? We were still a little unclear of how to project what the actual output was going to be for that weekend. And so we did take a little bit of a risk of just saying we're going to keep our current headcount that we had for last year. And just assume that we were going to be able to keep our current roster of employees 
and have them scale to that year's projection. You know, ultimately, fast forwarding to the end result here, to give the audience some perspective, our 2020 holiday revenue grew 30% year over year, which means that we had a plan roughly for three times order volume increase. So we, we came into the season knowing that we were projecting a 30% increase we trusted that forecast. So for us, it was the gamble of thinking that our current team with all of these changes, we're going to be able to do that volume with the same number of people. And we ultimately did. You know, we really, you know, we came in on that Friday after uh, Black Friday started. And I think it was midday Saturday or midday Sunday, we were already out of orders. Like we had already blasted through everything. And we were just sort of like kind of waiting. We were just like, well, when are the rest of the orders coming in? And we really hadn't at that time trued up how much we had done. And at that point, we were shipping within the hour. So as orders were dropping in, we were shipping in within the hour in the middle of our busiest time of the year. And so it was at that time that we really celebrated internally yeah. um, that we had just really pulled off something really great. That is amazing. And that being able to ship within the hour during the holiday season, I mean, that's incredible. You know, Matt, as we wrap up today, I was just kind of thinking uh, back to that pick manager piece. And now what kind of picking efficiencies you have. Do you have any statistics you can share about some of the benefits that you guys found from implementing this process? You know, outside of, of being able to share that holiday story, what we're noticing is just that the business, because our business is growing at such a rapid clip, we're just able to tack on more work with our current team, if that makes sense, because our business is very seasonal and so what we really need is we, when we need the team to flex and we need them to really uh, be able to crank things out, they're able to do so. And then when you know times are a little slower, we can maintain that headcount. So I think for us, it's allowing us to be able to ride out the seasonal volume without having to go through you know all the hiring processes and trying to bring on a bunch of seasonal help. Like we're really able to scale our current organization based on the picking solution that we put together. That's amazing. Well, Matt, you are coming to Sweet World, right? In October? That's correct. I will be at Sweet World in October covering this very topic. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there who wants to learn more, you know, please feel free to come by and check out my session. Absolutely. We're going to leave the information for Matt's session linked for you so that you can take a look at that if you're coming to Sweet World. If you have other questions, I know we mentioned some different picking processes. We mentioned counting. I am going to leave those resources linked for you as well. For those of you listening, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you subscribe. You can even subscribe with your email so that you get email updates if you uh, want those as well. So thanks again, Matt, for joining us. Thanks to Topo Designs. We'll see you in October. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again soon.